Welcome to the Druids Grove, where we discuss all things related to Druids, their history, current day practices, and how to build a deeper connection and relationship with the earth. I'm so glad you're here. If you find what I have to share helpful, please subscribe and share with others that may enjoy it, and check the show notes for more information. Come on in, relax for a bit, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Druids Grove. Today I'm going to be doing things a little bit differently on this episode. Today's episode is about the Awen. And usually the order of the podcast episode is I do the body of the episode and then at the end some type of a creative expression, whether it's poetry or a talk. Well, I recorded the episode about the Awen and I realized that I kept referring to the story of Caridwen and Taliesin and how Caridwen is the source of Awen. And a few times I just said, oh, you can look that up, or I'm going to do an episode about it later. But I realized if you don't really know the story of Caridwen and Taliesin, it's it's difficult to understand what the whole premise of the origin of Awen is. So what I thought I would do is reverse the order on this episode. So I'm going to tell the story of Caridwen and Taliesin briefly so that you have some foundation for understanding what I'm talking about during the episode. And then in a future episode, I will deep dive into the story of Caridwen and Taliesin and look at the symbolism and the mythology in a much deeper way. So this story um, is an ancient Welsh story, and it, like I said, it tells the story of Caridwen and Taliesin and the origin of Awen. And this story that I'm going to read comes from the Obad's site, the Order of Bards, Obates, and Druids, so anyone can access this. So I'll go ahead and start. The goddess Caridwen has two children, one a beautiful daughter, the other an ugly son. She decides that her son, deprived of worldly advantages, should have spiritual riches, and arranges at some considerable trouble to herself for a magical potion to be brewed over the course of a year and a day. This potion will bestow enlightenment upon her son when he drinks just three drops of it. The remainder of this magical soup is actually harmful. Harmful. It's called the baleful brew. The brewing is supervised by an old blind man, Morda, and a young boy called Guion Bach, B-A-C-H, Guion Bach, or Little Innocent. On the night before the process is completed, Caridwen arrives to await the final moment and to take the mere three drops required to enlighten her son. However, Guion throws the last handful of herbs into the cauldron, and three drops splash onto his thumb. Instinctively, he sucks them from his scalded thumb and is instantly illuminated. The goddess is furious that her son has been deprived of the three drops needed and descends on Guion, who takes flight and with his newfound powers he shapeshifts into a hare in order to expedite his escape. Not to be thwarted, however, Caridwen shapeshifts into a greyhound and continues the pursuit. Guion jumps into a stream and becomes a fish. Caridwen follows and becomes an otter. Guion jumps out of the water and becomes a bird, only to be followed by Caridwen becoming a hawk. Finally, Guion spies a pile of winnowed grain, and dives into it while converting himself into grain himself. He thinks that he is well hidden, but Caridwen becomes a hen and pecks her way through the grain, eventually managing to swallow Guion. 
Miraculously, Caridwen becomes pregnant with Guion and vows to kill the child on the instant that he is born. However, when the moment arrives, she is so moved by his beauty that she is unable to do so, but instead sews him into a leather bag, which she casts into the sea. This bag is retrieved at a salmon weir by a hitherto hapless young man called Elfin, who, on opening the bag and seeing Guion, declares, Behold, a radiant brow. And so Taliesin acquired his name, for Taliesin means radiant brow. So that's the end of the story, and very quickly, so you have context for the podcast episode. This story, as it was told here, does not specifically reference Awen, but the that is what is considered in the in the potion that she was brewing. So that magical potion that illuminated Guyambach is is the premise of the Awen, and it kind of tells the story of how uh, he became the greatest bard ever and and became to achieve the name Taliesin because of Radiant Brow because he all at once became illuminated. And so, and I'll, and I'll go into this in a future episode, but we look at illumination, we look at light, um, you know, the Radiant Brow. Um, so, so bestowing uh, all knowledge and attaining enlightenment all at once, um, he is able to become the best bard that ever lived and this is the story of how Caridwen came to be the goddess that was the creator of the Awan, which flows that we can all access. So with that, I will end here and let you go on into the episode, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Druid's Grove. Today we are going to be talking about the Awen, A-W-E-N. So I mentioned Awen in a few episodes here and there, and I wanted to do a whole episode about it because it's it's a very integral component to Druidry, and it's a term and an energy flow and so many different things that I, I just think it's important to kind of talk about it. So the term Awen, A-W-E-N, is a Welsh, uh, Cornish, Britain word for inspiration. It is pronounced Awen. So if you picture A-H-O-O-H-W-E-N, Awen, but it's spelled A-W-E-N. The term Awen was first seen in books from the 9th century, so the 800s. In Wales, there are four books, um, kind of Celtic mythology, or I think that's actually Welsh mythology books, called the Mabinogi, M-A-B-I-N-O-G-I, or the Mabinogian. And then they are stories of mythology and incorporate a lot of uh, ideas about Druidry, and it's kind of in the form of storytelling and in mythology. And it also originates in the story of uh, Taliesin and Caridwen. Um, I'm going to do a whole episode on mythology and talk about Taliesin and Caridwen as well. But Caridwen is an important um, important um, figure in um, Welsh mythology and Druidry. Um, she is the 
her, her name is spelled C-E-R-R-I-D-W-E-N, and Taliesin, T-A-L-I-E-S-E-N. And you can look those up um, or wait for my episode. <clears throat> but she is considered kind of the divine creator of inspiration. And it is said that Awen comes from Caridwen. So she is this divine creator of inspiration and creates the flow of Awen. And it comes from her cauldron of inspiration. And again, I'm going to get into episodes about symbolism and mythology and druidry. Um, Caridwen and the cauldron and the cauldron of inspiration are very important topics. But again, you can look them up or wait for the podcast episode. So Awen is represented by a symbol. And the symbol is three dots at the top, kind of one in the middle, and then down to, down and slightly to the side um, are the other two dots on either side. And from these three dots, there are three lines coming down and spreading out. So you have the middle dot and a line coming straight down. And then from the top dot to the right and slightly down is that is a dot and then from that dot is a line going straight down slightly to the right and then the same on the left a dot on the lower left and then a line coming straight down and slightly to the left um, some Awen symbols have three circles around them some just have the dots and the lines and they all have various meanings and you can look them up um, but in in Celtic mythology and Druidry the, the number three is very important so we have the three lines, we have three dots, we have sometimes three circles. And these, the number three, or these three things, the dots, the lines, or the circles represent and have different meanings. So it it's, it's, can be mind, body, and spirit, uh, land, sea, and sky, or the underworld, the middle world, and the upper world, or love, wisdom, and truth. Um, it can represent the triple goddess made in or maiden, mother, and crone, or infancy, adulthood, and old age. Um, some see it as representing the harmony of opposites. So, like you have light and dark on one side with the middle representing the balance in between, or opposites and kind of the uniting principle between them. So like male and female and then humanity as a whole. The rings on the outside, they're the circles. They kind of represent the, the cyclical and, and timeless nature of, of time and, and the earth and the universe, or the three circles of creation is another term. Uh, the dots. Um, the dots are also said to represent the path of the sun. So if you look at the these three dots that kind of go in an arch, um, and you envision them representing the sun along the horizon, it would be the position of the sun at, uh, like, the left and the right are the solstices, and then the middle is the equinox. So if the sun is at the equinox in the middle, you know, on the horizon, as the earth pivots, the dot will move to the right on one solstice, and then it will come back and cross the equinox again in the middle, and then it'll go back over to the left on the other solstice. So it can represent that as well. So Awen is used to induce and produce creativity uh, by, by chanting it out loud or internally, kind of in a meditative state, to kind of calm the mind and help open it to the flow of creativity.
So in many Druid practices, they, they chant the Awen uh, three times or nine times to kind of uh, help open it up and relax and get into that flow state. And Awen is considered to be the main vein or the main resource through which bards get their creative inspiration. So there's a, uh, I found some various writings on, on Awen, and this is a poem I wanted to read. The Awen I sing, from the deep I bring it. A river, while it flows, I know its extent. I know when it disappears, I know when it fills. I know when it overflows, I know when it shrinks. I know what base there is beneath the sea. And then there's a description of whales uh, from the 12th century. And it's talking about Awen. And it says, Among the Welsh there are certain individuals called Awenidin, I'm probably not saying that correctly, who behave as if they are possessed. When you consult them about some problem, they immediately go into a trance and lose control of their senses. They do not answer the question put to them in a logical way. Words stream from their mouths, incoherently and apparently meaningless and lacking any sense at all, but all the same and well expressed. And if you listen carefully to what they say, you will receive the solution to your problem. When it is all over, they will recover from their trance as if they were ordinary people waking from a heavy sleep. But you have to give them a good shake before they regain control of themselves. And when they do return to their senses, they can remember nothing of what they have said in the interval. They seem to receive this gift of divination through visions which they see in their dreams. Some of them have the impressions that honey or sugary milk is being smeared on their mouths. Others say that a sheet of paper with words written on it is pressed against their lips. As soon as they are aroused from their trance and have come round from their prophesying, prophesying, this is what they say has happened. So that's an interesting concept about going into a meditative state and being open to the Awen. I've never experienced it that deeply, but <laughs> maybe one day. We'll see. So this is a poem um, of Taliesin. Um, he is considered to be... Um, I'm gonna, I haven't really talked about Taliesin much. Taliesin is... Um, he is in the story of Caradwin, but he comes about and he is considered to be the greatest bard of all time. Uh, he is like the... Uh, the term Taliesin means radiant brow. So within that whole story, which I'll talk about later, he is kind of gifted this gift of the Awen and can, can see and understand all things at once. But this is a poem that he, he wrote. I have been many shapes before I took this congenial form. I have been a sword, narrow in shape, I believe, since it is apparent. I have been a teardrop in the sky. I have been a glittering star. I have been a word in a letter. I have been a book in my origin. I have been a gleaming ray of light. A year and a half. I have been a stable bridge over confluences of compassion. I have been a pathway. I have been an eagle. I have been a coracle on the brink. I have been the direction of a staff. I have been a stack in an open enclosure. I have been a sword in a yielding cleft. I have been a shield in open conflict. I have been a string on a harp, shape-shifting nine years, in water, in foam. I have been consumed in fire. I have been passion in a covert. 
Am I not he who will sing of beauty in what is small, beauty in the battle of the treetops against the country of Pridian? I don't know what Pridian means, but it's it's interesting to talk about how he has taken on all these forms. And, and when you look at the story of Caridwin and Taliesin, um, there's a lot of shape-shifting and going on, talking about taking on these different aspects and characteristics of different animals. Um, and, and the animals relate to the elements. So talking about the energy transformation that he has undergone and been all of these different things throughout his many lives and to seek inspiration from that and to see the beauty in what is small and to connect to that. And this is from the Bru- British Druid Order. So they talk about Awen too. We have seen that Awen can manifest in a variety of forms such as liquid, a hawk, a woman, or the taste of honey on the lips. We also know that it be, can be con- contacted by drinking from the cauldron of the goddess, by singing or chanting, by controlled trance induction, by vision quests, or by sensory deprivation. It may be experienced in the thrill of standing on a windswept hilltop, or walking through a moonlit wood, or by the seashore, or being out in an electrical storm, or performing ceremonies at ancient sacred places where it accumulates like water running into a hollow. It is sensed in that strange tingling thrill that comes on first hearing an inspired piece of music or a poem or on seeing a magnificent painting. It is a response to the inspiring spirit channeled into a work of art by its creator. The poet Robert Graves has described it as a prickling sensation on the back of the neck Some experience it as a tingling in the palms of their hands, like contacting a static charge, or as a glowing warmth in the region of the solar plexus. It leaves one feeling uplifted and energized. So, Awen is a very difficult concept to explain to someone that is not, has not been exposed to or is aware of it or even has even thought about being able to try to be open to it. So, you know, as you start working through Druidry and reading about Druidry, and um, if you pay attention to it, you may start coming across the term Awen more frequently. Um, you know, so as you delve into these mysteries of Druidry and explore these ideas and start going on this journey, try to be open to little cues from from the universe, you know, from nature. Um, you know, the gut feeling that you get or this moment of inspiration, you know, that's, that's all when trying to reach you and trying to, to, to open, have you be open to it. And you can try to, an, an easy way to try to work towards accessing it and being open to it is through meditation, whether in a quiet space in your home. But the best way is to be out in nature where all of this nature energy is around you and to practice being open to it and, and to, relax your mind and relax your soul and relax your body and there are various meditations that you can do on it that if you go into Obad you kind of learn about but just focusing on being relaxed and being open and and paying attention to the cues that the universe gives you around you you know if you're walking in the woods and something you get a feeling like oh I need to turn around and look over it this way You know, instead of ignoring these things, start paying attention to them and following them and to see where they lead you. And, you know, thinking about if you, you know, I talked about in the Bardic grade how how someone will usually pick 
um, an expressive practice that they're not used to. So maybe poetry or music or writing or painting. You know, rather than deciding I'm going to paint a tree or I'm going to write a poem about a tree, you know, being very deliberate about it, think of a subject generally and then just kind of let your imagination flow. So without having a goal in mind, just start doing it and just to pay attention and say, oh, maybe I should add this here or maybe this word sounds good or, you know, just being open to the flow of the universe putting its inspiration into you rather than you using your ego to decide what you want to do from your perspective. So I know this has been a kind of a weird episode. Um, I didn't really go in depth about uh, Cara Duen and Taliesin. I'm going to a little bit later. Again, if you want to look those um, people up and do some research on that, that that's great. Uh, I will do an episode later about it. Um, but Awen, again, comes from Caradwin, and she is the from the Cauldron of Inspiration, and 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 her storyline is where Awen comes from, and it flows throughout the universe. That's kind of the mythology of Awen. I hope this has been helpful. Um, like I said, there's a lot of information out there if you want to go research it and look into it. And I look forward to speaking with you again. And thank you. Thank you so much for joining in at the Druid's Grove. I thoroughly enjoyed sharing this time and information with you. I hope you learned something and are inspired to build a connection to the earth and the world around you. If you liked what was shared, please feel free to give back at Buy Me a Coffee. Join me on Substack, where I have transcripts, or listen on YouTube, and find the group on social media. For more information, check the show notes. I'll see you in the Grove. Until next time.